it is steep yeah yeah so it's sort of like um actually before the gravel you've got the first real pinch like mm-hmm. it's only a couple hundred meters so that that hurts and it sort of flattens out and then you hit the gravel little pinch flattens out again and then it does that like left hander mm-hmm. and then it's your final pinch which goes back onto more surface but it's actually um it's not it's not road it's still it's still a bit gritty like you, you might still have some slip on there but um that white gravel that it is it's real g'day legends and welcome back to the press room podcast presented by zwift it is the tour de france femmes avec zwift which means with zwift I've just finished watching the first stage on the Champs-Élysées, and it was insane. It was a really action-packed stage. Lorena Webb is taking the victory, um, and if you're not sure about how fast that woman is, she is the fastest sprinter in the peloton by a country, country mile. Think Marcel Kittel in his prime, where she just gaps people off the wheel. But it was a really exciting stage, and I hope you guys enjoyed watching that. I certainly did. And uh, look, this episode is a Tour de France Femmes special. We've got a special guest on today, Nicole Frain, a friend of the podcast, the national champion of Australia in the road. And uh, look, we've had her on the podcast before. We talked to her a couple of days after she won the national championships in Buninyong, uh earlier this year. So uh, Nicole, absolute legend. It was great to have her on. You would have seen the news recently where she's... Um, she signed her first pro European contract, so she finally got that big gig on a proper, you know, big European team with Park Hotels at Falkenberg, which is actually sort of a, a prominent Dutch team. So super stoked for her to be on the, you know, the world tour scene, and she deserves to be there. She's a seriously good rider, and the national champ of Australia has to be in Europe. And how about this? getting the contract, and then straight into the Tour de France. So, of course, we're going to talk about how she got the contract. She went to Europe, went to all these races, trying to prove herself, show her case, show her form, um, how she got selected for the Tour, what it's been like reconning the stages. She's been out there reconning the key stages of the race. And, uh, yeah, just a bit of chit-chat because she is an absolute champion. Now, a little bit of uh, a context for you. If you're wondering how good Nicole Frain is, you know, it's taken her a while to get a contract. She hasn't started cycling early. She started quite late. But if you line up all the top women in the sport, in fact, if you rank them 1 to 200, and Nicole Frain, you're looking to where you would put her in the line overall from a general basis, she would be sitting in that top 35 riders across the entire peloton. She is a seriously good rider. She likes a harder race with a few hills in there as well. She can climb, and she's got a bit of a kick on her as well. So look out for her in the Tour de France Femmes in Stage 4, the gravel stage. The back end of Stage 3, which is a little bit is a little bit lumpy, classic style, uh, in the back end of Stage 3. And then, of course, um, maybe in a break, away in those final two stages so super strong rider and an absolute um, cracking chick to talk to now before we go don't forget if you want to support the podcast you can support us by getting stuck in to the attacker cycling apparel cr dash the press room all capitals that's your code for 15 percent off um, I was talking about that quilted jacket last week. Um, can't wait to get stuck into that. But if you just need some socks, some new bibs, get into Attacker. It is the premium cycling apparel in Australia. And uh, yeah, of course, thanks to Zwift for sponsoring the podcast. Well, being the title sponsor. And not only are Zwift the 
title sponsor of the Pressroom Podcast. They're also the title and presenting sponsor of the Tour de France AVEC Zwift or FEMS AVEC Zwift. So, you know, they're all over it and, um, you know, we're going to celebrate it. Watch the FEMS, right? Okay, legends, with that, it's time to get stuck into the episode with the national champion, Nicole Frayne. Hope you enjoy it. Let me know. I'll see you real soon. How are you going? Oh, good. How are you? Sorry. I'm good. That's all right. Did you, you forget? Imagine? Yeah. I, know. I was on the phone to my mum. Big leagues now, eh? Tour de France, you know, it's just small <laughs> fry guy from Perth. Uh, I was on the phone to my mum. The other day I, I called my sister and mum and dad were there as well and um, I said to them, oh, sorry, I haven't called. You're on my next to-do list, but that was like four days ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, I really need to call them. Um, yeah. They're understanding. They know that, yeah, I message them a lot, so it's all right. Mm, that's cool. Um, did, were you, any of your family come over for the race next uh, this month? Oh, they, they want to. Um, Mum and Dad, actually, they were just renewing their passports, and I don't know if you heard of, like, there's a huge backlog of getting... Oh, your passport's yeah. renewed or, yeah, they're not back yet. That was like nine weeks ago. Brutal. So, yeah, so it could they could turn up and they might make it. Um, obviously, they re- they do really, really want to. Um, but my sister and her husband, they've just had a – I've had my second niece who's only like a month old. So, mm. who, obviously, her and my niece had, do not have a passport. So, at the moment, my brother-in-law is currently the only one that can mm. come over. Um, and um, but he said that their marriage will be over if he does that. So, <laughs> so yeah. no, I think I'm going solo. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, Nicole, why don't you start with just give me a well, give us a bit of a breakdown of how uh, your new contract with um, Park Hotels Valkenburg um, came about. Uh, tell us sort of how it all happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the goal when I came over here and even at the start of the year was always to try and step up into um, a bigger team. Um, so, you know, when I came over to Europe, it was always the goal. I was was trying to, like, build those connections and um, and look for what my next step might be. And then um, Annette Edmondson, she is my manager. So after Nationals, um, I joined up with her. Um, and then, yeah, she we, we both got in contact with the team after, I think, uh, it might have been after Morbihan in France. Um, oh. And, yeah, then the conversations just sort of started happening. I didn't have good results there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it was um, a bit of a, it was a, bit of a um, little tough block for me at that point. So, yeah, yeah it wasn't. Is that when wasn't you fell off? Like didn't you knock your head? Uh, no, no. I knocked my head actually when I first got to Europe or mm-hmm. London. Um, I got hit by a car. Yeah, so I was out training. Yeah, it's just been like one thing after another. Yeah, so I was out training and, yeah, a car pulled out and I went over the bonnet and, well, I was really lucky between me and my bike just to be actually totally fine from that. But then the first race I did when I got to Europe, I just started for the girls' sake because we needed numbers mm. um, and then pulled out because I didn't want to – it was only a week later. I didn't want to hit my head again. Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, went to – so they'd seen me race – um still some strong races anyway and I'd had a few like tw- I had some fairly consistent around the 12th place finishes while I've been here in Europe yeah, muscle, um 
Yeah, yeah. I was really wanting to crack that. Uh, and then, yeah, Germany, um, I already knew I was going to be going to the team um, when I went to Germany. So that was nice. Really? To, yeah, yeah. Just to have, feel a little bit like a little bit more relaxed, I guess. Wow. Because um, you had a great race yeah. at the Lotto Tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was. It was really good. Yeah. Do you so, think um, maybe you that knew- was it. Well, do you th- yeah, I know. Do you think because you, yeah. you had that in the back pocket, yes, I've finally got onto the team and I made it to the, one of the pro teams, was that like a, you were able to race without thinking about, oh, I need to do well, I need to do well? Yeah, you know, I think so. Like I was, um, there's one race there that E3, it's called like Lidl Borselli or something. Um, it was one of the earlier races we did. It's like a mini Flanders classic and I got 12th there as well. Mm-hmm. Um and before that race, I was like in this really, um, I was in this really weird headspace with it. Like, um, I just didn't feel like, I didn't feel like excited. I was like really anxious and um, for racing. And I think it was just like feeling like lots of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like nervous for the race and I wasn't like nervous for my ability or anything like that. I was just like every I was feeling like, you know, because I didn't have that contract yet, because I knew that teams were looking for those results or, mm. or what can I do? And, um, and only having that like limited number of opportunities because we were coming to Europe with just this specific calendar. Um, I didn't want to waste any opportunity. And so I was just so nervous of like wasting an opportunity. Like mm. what if I, what if I DNF? And then I already had a couple of races where I'd purposefully pulled out of. So therefore there were race results that yeah. weren't there. And I'm really conscious of like, you know, if I just um, drift off the back and I'm not just like, oh, there's like that Aussie rider just getting dropped, whatever. It's, oh, that's the Australian national champ not finishing a bike race. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I think I was just like a feeling, I was noticing all of that. Um, and I actually still, yeah, did that race that I, where I had a lot of those feelings. I still did a really good race. And, um, but yeah, it was always in the back of my mind. And then, yeah, I think probably Germany, yeah, it wasn't so much and it was just fun. And um, plus the racing suited me. I really enjoyed it and actually felt like, yeah, I was doing well. So it was nice. When you're at this, I just thought of this then because I was following that race quite a bit, um, especially because, you know, the Aussie girls, were, you guys were just chopping up and mm-hmm. it was awesome. When you're yeah. racing with some of the other girls like, like Ruby and... Um, Oh, who else was there? Who was just winning? Georgia, Alex. Manly, that's right. Alex, Alex Manly. Yeah. They're, you know, doing so well. You girls are all at the front and you're used to racing with them, you know, yeah. beating them, competing against them. When you see them in the front group and you're there, are you like, yeah, like this is it? You know, all the other European girls, it doesn't matter because you know you can compete against them. You're all in the front. That must be like a big confidence boost too. Yeah, yeah. There was like that the day that I got sixth and we were in pretty much a – um, a selection that day and, and just those really hard days. Yeah, it, it definitely made me feel good. I still felt like, oh, you know, they're not going to help me because there's like three <laughs> or four of them yeah. um, and they would chop off pretty hard some days because they obviously have their, have their plan. But it's also nice just to have somebody like that I, who I know. So like, you know, you, there was one, I think on the last day um, through a corner, I um, touched down a bit. And then when I got back, you know, there's girls there that I'd started to know or, or the Aussie girls where they check in like are you okay like everything mm. all right and mm. um there was that quite a big fall over up one of the climbs I think um uh on was on the one of the mountains 
the, not the mountain, but the, yeah, the main hill climb finish. Yeah. And I, I was next to Ruby and I knew Alex was on my wheel and I'd have felt Alex's wheel hit mine. And I looked around, there was just nobody there, like none of the Peloton, they'd all fallen over. Oh. And I was just like, um, I just said straight to Ruby, I was like, yes, yeah, so Alex just crashed. She was on my wheel and, and um, we all obviously like all waited because it was like significant enough and yeah, yeah it wasn't so bad, but um, yeah, it's nice to have just those familiar faces for sure. And I'm starting to make friends just in the Euro Peloton that aren't Aussies as well. Like um, I was knowing some of these girls and getting familiar with them at races also like some might push me, give me a little push into a gap um, or, or like they'd come past and maybe like, you know, jump on my wheel because they'd just start to know yeah. who I was. And yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's nice. feel, yeah, I bet that feels great, especially because it's so, you know, it's another world, isn't it? Um, and I'm sure yeah, yeah. Jersey helps, right? You know, that. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't definitely makes me like stand out. They know that, oh, yeah, it's that same person that was at that last race. Yeah, they know, they know who I am. So it's nice. That's it. Okay. So um, you, you mentioned, you just touched on before you said earlier, you, you know, it was about making those connections as well when you got to Europe and, and that sort of stuff. And obviously, I'm sure Annette on your behalf does a lot of that. But are you doing anything at the races or after races before or even in between when you're training to sort of make any connections? Or is it really just down to Annette doing her, her job? No, I like to have a bit of like a, a personal approach with that as well. Like um, Annette and I would obviously speak about anything that was going on. and um, But, you know, I think... I do think if people know more about you as a person, they're maybe willing, like they understand your story, they might be willing to invest and give you an opportunity. So um, I think it's like, yep, the professional side of it is really important, but I do really like that personal connection and relationship with them as well. Um, So that might, like, it doesn't need to be like anything serious. It literally could just be me just going up and saying hello at the race, you know, face to a name as well, especially sometimes you only have those email contacts. So, Mm. um, yeah, I really like being able to do that. So, yeah, that's been not not so bad. The only trouble is if you only ever speak by email and then you go to a race and you're like, I'm, I think this is who I think it is. (laughs) And it's that little bit of that awkward, like, are you yes yeah. okay yeah hi I'm the yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, okay. but you know people will help each other um at races or other things if if we know who we are and you know it could even just be that you know you have a crash and maybe your team car's held up and so the other team car because you know them will mm. you know help get you back to the mm. to the peloton they won't drop you and um and leave you out in the middle of nowhere so yeah it's it's just that sort of stuff I think those connections are really important yeah sweet okay well um your first race is going to be the tour de france fans that's um that's pretty cool uh yeah it's kind of a big deal yeah <laughs> i didn't know that you raced not last year but the year before didn't you do the first roubaix yeah, so yeah. Your, <laughs> your first two races at the top end are roubaix and Paris, france yeah yeah i know it's it's actually pretty crazy like i'm like so lucky to have that opportunity yeah. like it's not many that can get yeah, like sort of and and in that time too i'm like i've been like trying to step up it's not like i've you know blown results out of the park or something like that to mm-hmm. to give me that opportunity it's like yeah i think super lucky um mm-hmm. and and really really cool i still want to do Rubé again 
I don't, it's not, I don't think it's a race that suits me, but I want to do it again in the dry, like this year's conditions, because the year I did it was just filth. Um, yeah. And I think it would really, uh, really change the dynamic of the race. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect, like, I didn't come into this team going like, um, or, like I, I need a race start. Like that wasn't the reason I was coming here. Like I love their program mm. and what I've seen them do with riders. Um and the girls in general, like when I've actually seen them, the, the atmosphere seems really, really good. Mm. So, but um, we knew this race was coming up. Um, my coach and I, we knew that I'd raced really strongly in Germany, mm. which would give me like, you know, potentially like they might consider that. And it was sort of like, oh, do we have a break after after Germany? Because wasn't wasn't too sure what the schedule was going to look like. And we decided to like push on and train as if I was going to be going to the tour. Nice. Um, so then when their coach and um, director started looking into the, you know, where I was at, um, yeah, they started considering me. So Leon, the coach, he, he messaged and said, oh, can I jump in? I want to have a look. You, we're going to con- probably going to consider you for the tour. And I was like, yes. And then you train a bit harder because you know, <laughs> there's another person looking yeah. at the data um, and yeah, then, then Raymond called and, and said, I think, yeah, you'll be happy to know that you're going to be selected for it. And I was like, yes, wow. like I thought I had a, had a feeling like I thought I'm like, I'm, I know I'm riding well. So, mm. um, but yeah, you, I'm also coming into a strong group of girls because I think they're a team of 16, mm. you know, some of which will have obviously sort of had their hearts set on that race also. So to just walk in and then get a start. Um, yeah. And I, I knew that if I didn't, I wouldn't be super sad about it. It'd just be really lucky if I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you didn't just walk in. You obviously earned the spot. Um, and the national champ, the Aussie champ, has to be at the tour, <laughs> Nicole. You have to be there. It's, uh, it's cool. And, you know, I was talking with someone the other day. Who was it? It was a friend of mine called Stu. He's a coach here in WA. And he said, oh, he goes, yeah, I really like Nicole. He goes, and I was like, I said, the way you race and the way you seem to approach even your career, it's like you've got like you just go out of there and get it. You just no frills. You just do it. That's the kind of thing yeah. that you see to project. And I don't, you know, I don't, we haven't really talked on the podcast the first time I met you and just what I follow. But that's kind of the demeanor that I see, and I've, I've obviously yeah. my friends as well. Um, that, you know, that sort of keep tabs and um, yeah, obviously just a hard worker, get it done. The Aussie Aussie style. It's it's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's super nice. No, it is like, yeah, I think, yeah, like if you if you want to try, I guess I'm always just like, you don't know if you don't try. So, mm. and we can't do this forever. So mm. now, <laughs> yeah. That's right. And you but, have um, to do it as an Australian or New Zealand Oceana to go over in Europe. Yeah. You've got to just, you got to stick your neck out yeah. there, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And it's only probably been the last like 18 months or so that I've really gone like yeah I'm like going like all in because you know you do for a while you're sort of at that point of like oh how am I going to support myself yeah. what am I going to do like yeah like um I'm not I wasn't living at home I have just gone back home when I go back to Australia so yeah rebound child but <laughs> um if necessary yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. but yeah so you do you do for a while you hang on to a little things a little bit longer I think as an Australian because yeah you you just what if it doesn't work you know yeah. what's your backup like that kind of thing but whereas now I'm just and that's where like yeah mum and dad even um the employees back home and things like that like they've always just been like so supportive and they make the transition that bit easier yeah great great have you seen your kit 
the yes, new. Yes, I have. I haven't got it. I think I meant to get it on Wednesday. Oh, I think. Yes. Um, so, so no yeah. cyclocross skin suits. No, thank God. It'll, that would be so hot. <laughs> like it was obviously a super good novelty at the time because all I wanted to do was get in the jersey. But um, yeah. and I think it actually looked pretty good. But um, yeah. yeah, it'd be really hot. But um. Yeah, it looks it, the kit looks really nice from what Excellent. I've seen. Yeah, Excellent. so the reveal will be coming. Excellent. Look forward to it. And what about the bike? What bikes do you guys ride? Tractors. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're nice bikes. Yeah, everybody that I tell uh, that what we're riding, they're like, oh, they're sick bikes. So yeah. I haven't raced them before. Um, so this is my first time. But, yeah, the people that are telling me that, I definitely judge their opinion. So, yeah, nice bikes. Yeah, they look good, I'm sure. Um... Hopefully there'll be a bit of green gold on there, just maybe a little bit. Yeah, the Hinton Top, I'm not sure. We'll um we'll see what they come up with. But yeah, yeah I don't I definitely don't come into it with that expectation. So yeah. that'd just be a bonus. But yeah, no, it'll be really, really cool getting the like look, I'm gonna assume this is gonna be the call up of the national champs on this first stage oh, for the tour. Yeah. Um yeah. that's uh-huh. gonna be yeah, really sick. Yeah, and there'll be so many people there. It'll be crazy. Yeah. And you know, it's like Australia. Even in in France, there's a massive um, contingent there. So, um, yeah, oh, on the show. Yeah, like we've been riding around so much here. Like, um, the stage, the tour came through here the other day because they did the gravel top finish that we will do. Oh, the plants. Um, yeah. yeah. So we did. We reconned that a uh, couple of days ago, and then we've been doing. Um, uh, Le Ballon and Petit Ballon as well because we do that stage seven and eight are basically in this area wow. um but yeah there's people around and um and they say oh you guys riding the tour and I, I wish I was wearing the green and gold because like oh. people would actually like, recognize it because yeah. I'm not one to go and be like yeah I'm national champ like <laughs> I just don't, don't say anything so. yeah, 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 but, yeah. Like, but if I have that it speaks for itself so um yeah yeah, but no, the, we yeah, so we've reconned stage seven and eight, and whew, yeah, they're gonna hurt. Yeah, do you guys yeah. you guys do the um the gravel bit at the end of La Planche? Hey? Oh, so it is the super. yeah. What's that like to ride? Yeah. Got to be steep, right? It is steep. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like um, actually before the gravel, you've got the first real pinch. Like mm-hmm. it's only a couple hundred meters, so that that hurts, Just... and it sort of flattens out, and then you hit the gravel little pinch flattens out again and then it does that like left hander mm-hmm. and then it's your final pinch which goes back onto more surface but it's actually um it's not it's not road it's still it's still a bit gritty like you, you might still have some slip on there but um that white gravel that it is it's real really fine it's more like closer to sand and there's some soft bits so you will like you can oh really feel like you're sinking it a bit like yeah it's definitely it's not chunky hard gravel yeah it's yeah it's really soft which you'd have to be seated on that surely yeah yeah yeah, definitely seated because you sort of hit some spots that will sort of you you don't you don't stink but you feel Mm. i mean if you're cyclocross riders they're going to feel totally at home it's fine but Mm. yeah you can feel it a little bit yeah wow yeah Okay. So by that point, we're going to all be in little groups anyway. So oh, it's definitely yeah. not a, it's not a danger thing or anything. Like it's nothing like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, uh, oh yeah. Okay. So just last one. Um, what are you? Are you going to take anything with you on the? Um, like with your packing, I'm sure packing is a big consideration. What to take? What not to take? Is there anything that you know you're definitely going to take that might be a little bit 
you know, something from home or something, you know? Um, I always, like, I, I got, have some photos. So I've always got my photos of, like, oh, my man. niece and um, and things like that printed. So they will they'll always That's come cool. with me. Um, and I've got, like, my little necklace that has, it did have a Tassie on it. It had a Tasmania and actually it broke two days ago um so i need to need to get the charm put back i can't find the charm so i need to get a new charm and Mm. get that back on um but it's got a little one of those little racing bike kangaroos you see it that is it's got the green and gold on it that's cool so um so that's i'm always wearing my necklaces so yeah they're probably the the couple of two things um that i'll have and i'll get my nails done Oh, cool. I, get my nails I remember the last ones yeah i remember the last ones they were cool yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so gotta cool. keep that one going i think i have um expectations to uphold in that department now so yes yeah okay beautiful well um nicole it was awesome to catch up thank you uh for sharing a bit and um so excited it's awesome you get a bit bloody tour yeah. um yeah <laughs> that's great awesome. yeah have See a good ya. one cheers bye legends that's another episode of the Pro podcast done and dusted big thanks nicole frayne for coming on the podcast yet again the national champion and look out for her in stage three and stage four of the tour de france femmes now speaking of stage three i think i'm just gonna go out and say it i think we're gonna have the winner of stage three on the Press Room podcast the very next day so stay tuned on wednesday because we've got another huge guest maybe the biggest uh women's pro cyclist i've ever had on this podcast will be here on wednesday i think she's going to be winning on tuesday um for us in australia and then the next day uh, the podcast will drop and we'll all just party like it's 1999 all right legends that's it for this episode of the potty and i'll see you again on wednesday for a very special guest bye-bye